everyone and welcome to daily newspaper analysis which is brought to you by Lawseeko. So today we have two articles that we will be discussing. The first one is from the Hindu newspaper. It is titled as Spirit of Federalism Lies in Consultation. So as we know that India is a federal structure though many a times it is considered to be as a quasi-federal country. So how much is consultation between the centre and the various states is important has been discussed in this article. The second one is from the Indian Express which is titled as Why Health Journals Have Called for Climate Change So here a very good association and the alarming situation of climate change has been discussed but it has been discussed by various health experts so definitely the pollution and other climate problems that we are facing have hampered the health of the individuals as well and thus we will discuss it into greater detail here This newspaper analysis is presented by me My name is Sheva Khan I am a law graduate and I had completed my law degree from Uttaranchal University with a gold medal in my batch. Also, I have been a national debater and a public speaker and here at Law Seco, I am working as the manager for current affairs vertical. If you wish to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter and LinkedIn. The links to both handles are given in the description box below. So with this, let's start our discussion for the first article of the day, which talks about the spirit of federalism. So recently, various state governments have raised the concerns about central unilateralism in the enactment of critical laws on subjects in the concurrent list of the seventh schedule. Now, as we know that in the Indian constitution, we have various schedules. Now, here is another question for you that do let us know that how many total schedules are there in the Indian constitution. So amongst the, all the schedules, the seventh schedule deals with the list. And as we know that there are three kinds of lists that are there. First is the union list that has all the subjects upon which the union only and only union that is the parliament can make the laws. Second is the state list upon which the subjects on which only the state legislature that is the state legislature of the state uh, you know a legislative assembly can make the laws. And third one is the concurrent list which is the one which has the topics or which has the issues on which both the center and the state can make the laws. Now in this particular article the tussle on the subjects of the concurrent list have been discussed about because recently it has been seen that the central government or basically the central authority the central system has been more of unilateral in this direction which means that it has not really been taking the state governments into consideration and it has not been discussing the particular laws and it uh, the central government has been bringing out the laws just by considering the parliament and not the states themselves so the kerala legislative assembly passed a resolution against the electricity amendment bill 2020 whereas the tamil nadu legislative assembly passed a resolution against the controversial farm laws so as we know that there are a lot of things even if you remember the the citizenship amendment act also it is still being debated that the state governments are not ready to apply the caa similarly kerala tamil nadu and other states also have come up in opposition of various kinds of laws that have been unilaterally seems to be unilaterally passed by the parliament so let's see that the center making local laws is redundant why is it so so the bjp ruled central government in goa objected to the major ports authorities act 2021 as it would lead to redundancy of the local laws because see when we talk about the laws there has to be harmony amongst the laws when we talk about the harmonious construction so we cannot always have one law coming up that would make the previous law completely redundant or it would totally scrap down the laws that were already there into function 
similarly which is happening over here is that the central laws which are coming up they are you know in these examples that we will just see uh, in the, the coming for the discussion as well that they have made the local laws very much redundant and they, the utility of the local laws has come to a flaw so the goa town and country planning act goa municipalities act goa panchayat raj act and the goa land development and building construction regulation 2010 and goa land revenue code so can you see that due to just one central law that was the major port authorities act 2021 these many local laws of goa would be at stake and their you know their functionality would come at a question then if you talk about the coastal states so odisha andhra pradesh tamil nadu and kerala have objected to the new draft indian ports bill 2021 that actually proposed to change the status of the status quo by transferring the powers relating to planning developing regulating the non major ports to maritime state development council so this also is been completely opposed by various coastal states so in a way here we are trying to say is that it is not wrong that the parliament makes laws on the concurrent list see it definitely has the power to do so because both uh, you know the state as well as the center can do so but only the center doing so that definitely is not justified because both here have almost equal powers yes in case of clash we would say that if at all there is a clash between the central uh, you know law and the state law then definitely the central one would prevail because we say that india is a federal structure with a stronger bias towards the center but still such situation should be prevented as much as possible so west bengal tamil nadu and kerala have objected to the electricity amendment bill of 2020 so it said that it shifts the control from state electricity registration commission to national selection commission which is dominated by the central government members and thus the states would not really have much to say in this regard here the cause of concern more of cause of concern has been given in the article that the union government increasingly is extending its hands on the subjects in the concurrent list as balance of the constitution is now turned on its head so that that is why this balance would be completely lost if this happens and thus we should not really let this happen secondly it feels in the in concurrent list where uh, that were uh, to be common interest so you know common interests are there now the why the why the reason these topics were put into you know the concurrent list see had they been you know uh, considered to be best to be uh, legislated by the center or the parliament they would have directly or from the very beginning they would have put in the central list or that is the union list only but definitely there was a reason why these subjects were put under the concurrent list because they were of the common interest of the center as well as the states now when something is common or mutual between two parties definitely both the parties should have equal say at least in the making of law with regard to that subject so as per the sarkaria commission which is one of the most important commissions when it comes to the center state relations there should be a coordination of policy and action in all the areas of the concurrent list through a process of mutual consultation also according to the venkata chilaiya commission individual and collective consultation with the states should be taken through interstate council under article 263 now the reason why interstate councils were actually brought was actually to look forward if there is any dispute between the centers and the states amongst the states and so on and so forth and according to the srbo my case the states are not mere appendages of the union and that is why they have their own power and we should always and always try to recognize and give that power and position to the states 
so let's discuss the second article for the day which is health journals call for climate change so for the first time the editors of more than 220 leading health journals from all over the world have published a joint editorial asking governments to take immediate and more ambitious climate action to hold global temperature to 1.5 degrees celsius so as we know that health and climate change these are two things which now in at least the current scenario cannot be used aloof of each other and they actually are very very important because a lot of people just let's say 1000 if we talk about let's say air pollution lakhs and lakhs of people die every year just because of the air pollution so that is why it is very important that climate change can be curbed as soon as possible so that health otherwise also you know can be you know made better for the people of the world So let's understand that why exactly are we talking about this at this current situation. So the editorial is a part of the exercise to create momentum to concrete and ambitious decisions at the conference of parties and the United Nations meetings. So such exercises are normal in the run-ups to the meets and weeks and months before the summits countries actually put forward or they unveil their new plans and pledges the NGOs and research institutions release several reports and studies protests etc so all of the above feed into the decision making process and influence the final outcome of these meetings and that is why these journals have also decided that beforehand only they will be giving their you know contention as per that how health and climate change is interrelated so that these meetings that are to come up with the conference of parties or the un meetings they definitely look forward into this direction as well so the emphasis on the need to hold global temperature to 1.5 degrees celsius and not just 2 degrees celsius is definitely in line with growing clamor to put pressure on the governments not to abandon the 1.5 degrees celsius so definitely our first foremost and primary goal should be to hold on the global temperature to 1.5 degrees celsius only and then maybe in the worst case scenario we could imagine it to hold it to 2 degrees celsius So according to the recent IPCC report 1.5 degrees Celsius was likely to be reached in less than just 2 decades so we do not really have a lot of time So here are some other concerns that have been raised over here that escalating health impacts of climate change and pointed out disproportionate effect to the most vulnerable people people like for example if someone is suffering from uh, asthma somebody is suffering from other diseases that may you know include breathing ailments or something like that so definitely these people are more prone to the uh, problems that uh, is that are being caused due to the climate change then the concern that the temperature rising above 1.5 degrees celsius is beginning to be seen as inevitable which means it is beginning to be seen as unavoidable or even acceptable to many powerful members of the global community and this acceptance is very much detrimental in the coming times so insufficient actions will result in temperature increase above 2.2 degrees celsius resulting in a catastrophic outcome for health and environmental stability as well so definitely we as individuals also should make sure that we are doing as much as possible that we can do for the regard of you know the climate uh, to stop the climate change or to control the climate change we can you know of course in current situation public transport is not really a very feasible thing but yes other things like maybe you know we can switch to cleaner fuels we can switch to cleaner cooking uh, oils uh, cooking uh, sorry fuels etc so we can do that right So uh, the article also talks about the way forward that many demand that the environmental crisis be treated with the same emergency response as the COVID-19 because definitely as the unlockdown takes place after every lockdown the situation of environment becomes even worse. 
the climate change has both direct and indirect adverse health impacts and the diseases triggered by extreme heat events and changing crop patterns also should be kept into mind so this was all for the day thank you so much for joining in and do not forget to catch this discussion on our daily newspaper analysis podcast which you can find on spotify google anchor and apple podcast also if you wish to download the pdf of today's slides you can join our telegram channel the link to this channel is available in the description box below or you can simply scan the qr code that you can see on your screens right now also for other crisp and amazing content do not forget to follow us on our official instagram channels for judiciary clad and ugc if you're preparing for any of these exams thank you so much